episode of the Everyday Nothing Special podcast. I am your host, Jesus, and with me today um, is my friend, no, my love, no, confidant. Tommy. Can, can I get, can I get subtitles for a podcast? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That was perfect English. It wasn't. It wasn't broken. It wasn't anything at all. It was just perfect. Um, what? You say so. I sound like it's a robot in the studio. <laughs> Would you say a lover is above a confidant? No, they're both equal, but in different directions. That is a very good way to put it. Just like a confidant, you just you're like you're just. If you just hold hands, you're you're there. You're just a lover then. Yeah. That's like the that's the thing that's separating. Just one little kiss. I guess so. <laughs> well, um, what's up everyone? Welcome. I think I already said that. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> uh this one's gonna be fucking juicy. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be delicious. All right. It's gonna be full of a lot of like um me not Juice. getting what I want. Me, um, just crying about things, and that's gonna be okay, all right. And that's what this show is about, all right. So make sure to rate us on iTunes, all right. If we get to if we get to a hundred reviews on iTunes, I I will know. I will. I promise. If we get a hundred reviews, I will stop crying in the shower. Okay. If we get a hundred five-star reviews, I will face my problems head on and I will, and I will no longer open the fridge and, and eat, eat the pain away. Okay. If we get a hundred. You're going to cower away until we get a hundred. <laughs> if we get a hundred five-star reviews, I will be emotionally present in my relationships for once. You know, <laughs> um, I like how you have the capacity to to be th- be there, but like you won't because you need the the reviews. <laughs> it's very true, man. I was, <laughs> you know what I've been doing? Well, actually, no, not what I've been doing. So, no idea. What have you been doing? <laughs> no, I was. I was just about to say, like. This quarantine stuff has been really hard to get any exercise in. I like, I I mean, I, I'm not, I have, I had my bike stolen. First of all, I don't know when it was stolen. Oh damn. Yeah. I don't know when, what? I don't know How? when it was stolen, but it was okay. So, <laughs> so I, the place that I live in is, well, I guess I, I thought it was pretty secure, but <laughs> You know when when I when I bought my bike and I put it they have like this rack downstairs and you put it there and I tied up my bike really nicely and everything and I noticed like right away like no one there like locked their bikes I like was looking around and I saw like $1000 bikes just left there no locks nothing and I was like what the fuck they, I was just like oh you know what <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? This is probably this is probably such a safe place that people don't give a shit. You know, they just like leave their bike. Yeah, like I I see um 
Like some people put their bike in front of their car, no locks or anything. It's pretty crazy. They just put it in front of their car where they park. And I was just like, this is a, it's a safe place. And about like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't rode my bike in a long time. It's a good exercise. I'll ride around the block. No biggie. And I went to go check on my bike and I was like, where's my, I was, at first I didn't spot it. I was like, oh, you know what? I probably locked it in the other one. So I walked over to the other like rack station and it wasn't there either. And I was like, hmm, I swear I locked it. Like what happened? And then I went back to the other one and I was like, hey, I think that's my lock. And then I went over and it was just tied to uh, a wheel. So I am a proud owner of a wheel. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, like, what if like an old person just like went in there because there's a lot of old people that live where you live and like just thought that that was their bike. (laughs) <laughs> but the fact that you, they took the wheel off, it's yeah, like, just uh, and what the, if they're so senile that they're like, "Oh, I gotta take this wheel off." Yeah, I must have not. I remember, I wrap it around the, the, the whatever the actual, what's it called? Not the wheel, the fucking, like the, the fucking metal of the, the axle. Yeah, just the I, spoke? I. I no, not the spokes. Like uh, I wrapped it around the handlebars and like the, the actual frame of the bike. Um, so the I'm chassis. I'm wondering like how did they get it off? Like how did did like was there just did I fuck it up so bad that like <laughs> they just had to take off the wheel and they're like oh this shit just came apart? Like <laughs> is I, I think I must have fucked yeah because I must have done some dumb shit where they like they could have just been like oh yeah we'll just take this thing off easy bam. But I'm pretty salty about it. And um, and anyway, my point was that I can't even bike to get exercise. So I'm like, you know what? There was this game that came out in October for the Nintendo Switch that's called the Ring Fit Adventure. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to look some reviews up about this game. And it was pretty good reviews. They were like, damn, this actually gets a really good workout in. Um, it came out in October. I'm down 25 pounds already casually playing the game and i was like that's my type of game here i go and i went to go buy it and because the quarantine happened everyone had the same idea just like let me buy this game (laughs) so if you want to buy this game you can buy it for the low price of four hundred dollars oh my god (laughs) it is crazy it's just been sold out everywhere and you cannot get it but that I did not that stop. Incredible. Yeah, dude, it's what crazy. Is it, a, is it a video? What is it? So basically, uh, you know, I, um, if you ever see like Pilates, sometimes in Pilates they'll have like this. It pretty much looks like a hula hoop that you hold with your hands. Yes. Um, and basically, you're they you buy the game and it comes with that little hula hoop thing, and you put your Joy Cons there, so it detects like the motion of what you're doing. And basically you're supposed to it, like in the game, you like run around with like the, with the hula hoop thing and it detects the running cause you're going up and down and then you're supposed what? to squeeze Here. it to shoot fireballs. And then like it detects like the motion and I have shit. A good idea. I have a really good idea. Go, go to the store, buy a regular hula hoop. Right, and then just like cast on your TV, somebody else playing it off of you. So I feel like there you go, <laughs> like the, the like the second controller, little brother thing. Just like yeah, yeah, it could yeah, work exactly. Just, just you know do what? That. If I didn't find a solution, I would have been, I would have definitely done that. I would have considered doing that. 
but I found a solution. The solution. The solution. So I was like, I I don't want to just exercise. Exercising is kind of boring. I hate doing it. Let me let me try to find a different way so I can exercise and still have fun and look forward to it. So my brother, he is a big fan of VR and he saved up a lot to be able to buy a VR. Uh, and um, I was like, hey, can I please borrow this? Pretty, pretty, please. Pretty, pretty, please. You know? 400 bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and, and he was like, all right, sure, you can borrow it. And I have just been playing a bunch of Beat Saber, which is basically like a oh rhythm game. Bro, that shit. Is that is, as awesome as it looks? It is so. Okay, so I, I've tried VR before uh, when like it first came out. My brother let me use it, and it was really fun. Me too. Um, and um, <laughs> and <Same> my brother, <laughs> yeah, my brother ended up like upgrading to the newer one, and like the difference in t- between like the first generation and the second is pretty drastic. At least for me, it was because the first one it was like heavy, it was clunky. Like the the controllers were fine, but I didn't really like them. And then like I wear glasses, so then. Like adjusting the right like length was pretty weird and like I never got like true sharp focus. And then now this one, it allows you it's like a tiny little thing and it like detects all your fingers now. Like you don't wear a glove, but it detects every single finger. So you just like you just have a hand in VR now. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, like it's pretty cool. Scan your hand? No, no, no. So like what it does is like there's this controller that pretty much has like detection on certain parts so it knows what fingers you're using and it knows that you're using your thumb and everything like that so you can just like use your hand it's really cool i don't know how to describe it without letting you use it too advanced for me yeah and and then now it's really light and then the best part about it is like i can adjust the focus so well that i actually can just see like if it was like every day and it is just so good now i'm like fuck me it's just so good like just being like the beat saber is probably the most fun exercise I've had in a long time. You just, it feels like you're you like at the end of it, like once you're done through a song, it feels like I performed the song, <laughs> you know, I feels like <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Cause you're just like working through it. And then like, you're watching this like huge light show that you feel like you're a part of. Cause you're just looking around and you see everything moving and, and it's just so cool. Um, and that's just been my exercise. And like, I find that I put on the headset and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. I've got like 20 minutes in and it turns out like it was two and a half hours. I'm like, oh shit. You know? And I'm like <laughs> monitoring my, like my stuff to see how, like potentially how many calories I'm burning. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this Dude, is that's what it's about, man. I know. Right. Just, just my forearms <laughs> though. <laughs> no, your whole body. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> but I'm hoping it, it works. Sense. Yeah. And then I'm, I think I, I <laughs> I like I like caught a glimpse of myself like getting out of the shower and I'm and I was like oh, this is enough man this is enough I can't do this anymore you know I was just like I can't I can't avoid myself in the mirror every every time <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a little bit amused a little bit amused joking <laughs> but <laughs> you reached a, a peak of loathing <laughs> I did of just like really man this, like, this, this, this? I'm be neighboring my way out of this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, oh, man, it's pretty crazy. And um, they had, 
I think the coolest, I think the best thing that you would like about it is actually like, uh, since I've gotten to play it, it's been like two and a half years now. They've done a lot of like educational stuff and they take you through like tombs of like, uh, what's the name of the Nefer Nefertiti, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they take, a bit creepy though. I don't think I'd want to do yeah, that. Yeah, they take you through the two. It is kind of creepy. It's like it made me realize how much, like, uh, how much your mind plays into the feeling of like how present you are in that thing. Uh, for example, like I I'm in this big room playing, and I have this VR headset, and it it, it you know you can feel it on your face, and you can feel that you're holding controllers, but as soon as something is in front of you your brain is so good at just removing these things like you don't feel like you have a headset on you don't feel like you have controllers in your hand and so somehow yeah, i'm in this big room level yeah i'm in this big room and it's showing me i'm inside a tomb and somehow i'm like oh it's, i'm a little chilly i can feel like i'm like oh is it getting i feel you know it's like it's crazy how it makes me wonder like how much does my brain interpret things for me rather than like allow me to take it in? Does that make sense? It, it interprets 100% of the information. <laughs> but I'm saying like, um, how, how do well, I put yeah, it? Like supposed to like, you're looking at like a screen of something, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so, little, it's so little of your field of view that you don't feel truly immersed. I mean, you can, you can start to like get into it, but when it's your entire field of view, it's like it just completely whoa. fools just like you yeah feel like you're actually there and then like your your brain like fills in all the gaps with all the visual information so it's like yeah i think that's the thing it's like you're my, actually there. my i never realized like how much my brain actually fills in those gaps like yeah. you know like like i'll be playing the game and it's obvious it's like a game but then i'll like i'll i like find myself like Oh shit! There's something coming. Let me move out of the way for it. Oh, like let me lift myself up <laughs> with this this fake sofa. You know, I'm just like, oh wait, it's not here. <laughs> you know, and it, it's yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But it, I've been having a lot of fun. And uh, come um, fucking, I'm, I'm gonna say, it. come June twenty eighth, I'm gonna be ripped. Really? I'm just gonna be fucking shredded, man. June twenty eighth. I'm putting a date on it. You're going to get ripped from Beat Saber. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, I could write a book off of that. freak of nature. Like, even the makers <laughs> of the game are going to be like, this wasn't supposed to happen. Guys, this is not okay. Oh, my God. We got to stop this. We got to stop. <laughs> Experimentation's over. <laughs> but maybe it'll teach me something about dancing or rhythm or fucking, I don't know, how to cut someone properly. Uh, lightsaber beats. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a good <laughs> DJ or something. Somebody with a lightsaber. <laughs> dude, dude, did you see that um NASA uh like is working with Tom Cruise to send him to space to film a movie? Yeah, I think that's a really stupid idea. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Look at how expensive that's going to be. It is gonna be so expensive, say, right? Just, just put him in the airplane, do the zero G thing like they did before. And, and like even then, it's like you don't even need to do that. You can just CGI everything and it's it'll be like cheaper. <laughs> by a little bit yeah. it'll be a little bit cheaper <laughs> <laughs> what's uh like, why like, yeah, i don't get the point of that what i wonder is like yeah it's gonna be so expensive it costs so much money to send one person there like are they going to yeah spend that much money to send a crew or are they just gonna have tom cruise with a camera like are they gonna just be like hey <laughs> 
don't fuck the shots up, man. Like, it's, gonna be it's like just you. Footage. Yeah, maybe, right? They're just going to say, we found this on a spaceship and it has Tom Cruise <laughs> in it. Oh man, and uh, I don't, I don't know. I, to me, it's like a little cool, but a little, a little bit. I'm like, why? Like, I mean, I I read NASA's statement on it. They pretty much said like they want young people to get like really inspired by it, and uh, like, but they always depending on the shot, everything. yeah, depending on the shot, like it could just be really underwhelming and just be like, oh okay. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's like when you have the actual thing up there, it's like. That's it. It's like, oh, okay. Sometimes, I mean, like for me, I love it. But like when it's like just zero G going through like a space station, it's like, well, you could have just filmed that with CGI and, <laughs> and, and just put the guy in like a, a water tank or something. Yeah. You know, and get something that's like visually slightly more impressive. Yeah. I think and like I, a tenth of the cost. <laughs> I think I agree. I think the reason why, like, it's really, if it was practical to send someone up, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah. it just costs so much money. I wonder how much of that budget, whatever movie they're making is going to be dedicated towards that. Like, it's just so much money. Cause it's, it's like, I know, I understand like, whoa, he really did it. Like, you know how like you see like stunt performers being like, whoa, they actually did that stunt. Whoa. But yeah, this like is Tom this Cruise is does his own stunts. Yeah, <laughs> and like a little bit of me is like this. It's like in the same realm, but not really. Like to me, is it doesn't feel like it, I think it's cool, but I do think it's like a waste of money. And see, like for me, I like that the new Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. Since we're talking with Tom Cruise, uh, I like that they're using like actual aircraft because it's like I like that. Mm-hmm. But I like it just for the same reason why I like practical effects. Where it's like, it, it seems more authentic yeah. on screen, even though it's not as visually spectacular. Yeah. But there's like an upper limit to that, where it's like, <laughs> if you got to like launch a person into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem oh where it's God. just the effort to do it and then just to get the shots that you're going to get. Like, is it worth it? Who knows, right? Like, I, I understand like that being able to film in space We'll still we'll look different. Like CGI can probably get there ninety nine percent of the way. It'll look great. Any any still picture or whatever. But yeah, uh, that's the thing though is that like if it's not as like spectacular, they're just gonna CGI the whole thing anyways. So kind of <laughs> Dude, the purpose. That's of what they did something. with the that that uh, Mission Impossible where he jumped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you watch like the the raw footage of them doing it, it is it is really really cool. Like, wow, holy shit, he did that. Um, but in the movie, they put a bunch of CGI on clouds in it. That it just, when I watched the movie, it felt CGI. I thought, I honestly thought the whole shot was CGI. But when you watch the real one, you're like, oh yeah, that's some dude actually jumping off. Because there are, there's no weird CGI shit on top of it. And I I would I do wonder are they going to do the same thing if he go if he takes all that time to go into space and actually film something are they just going to be like ah, you know what put on like in the background put some like crazy shit in the back you know put some clouds up there put some yeah. clouds in the background <laughs> yeah. put some clouds <laughs> oh my god yeah I do wonder that I'm just like all that effort and just to maybe be ruined by a little CGI who knows but. Either it's way, crazy. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's Either weird. way, it's though. Weird. Like, 
I was thinking, I was thinking because I was watching Pacific Rim last night because I was like, I love this movie. I'm gonna watch it again. But I was thinking like the amount of money that's like spent in just entertainment is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it really like, is. You have movies with a budget of like $300 million. It's like, if that doesn't make back like half a billion dollars, they lost money on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like even thinking about like all of like some movies are like, holy shit, if you get a hundred million dollar budget, that's an insane budget. And then you look at like James Cameron and he's like half a billion dollars per movie. Oh it's like, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Holy like, shit. Unless you're, unless you're like Marvel, you can't get away with it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to definitely lose a lot of money. <laughs> big time. I mean, and who's to say, like, and also with like all this stuff going on, like movies are just taking a big hit in general, just because you can't go yeah. to them. And like more movies are coming out on demand. And like, at what point is it? Are like, I, I the theaters have been dying. Like, it's it's the reason why we get like the Marvel movies. You know, it's because I, those I think, are the only I ones think, that can make it. Yeah, exactly. But those are the only ones that have like that bit of like creativeness in them. Where it's like when you have so many people paying for so much of a large budget thing, they're all going to have like an input on it. And like the story just gets all muddled and stuff in the process. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like these big budget things aren't going to have any return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do wonder what effect it's going to have like in the long term where all these movies are coming on demand now. And like, are people just going to be like, oh, we liked watching. Uh, like, what's the first book? Trolls did it first, right? I have uh, no idea. Yeah, I believe Trolls was the first one during this pandemic that was like, we're going to go on demand. And they made their money back. Like, they made, uh, who, who, that movie could have flopped in theaters, but because they went on demand, I believe they made their money back. Like, that makes a lot of sense because, like, movie theaters aren't cheap. Yeah. You have your movie there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, at what point are studios just going to be like, Hey, you know what? We made so much money just going straight to them. And then what if family? You, you kind of already see that, like with Netflix and things like yeah. that. They have like Netflix movies, which for the most part are garbage, but like there's like two <laughs> or three of them. Like, right. Really good. Yeah. And, and all you need is those two or three to get someone to subscribe, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it's, if it is in the long term, it's going to have a huge effect. And I think it's gonna be more prevalent, but the movies I don't think are gonna really gonna go away. You don't think so? You think they're still gonna I, be there? Not entirely. Yeah, man. Well, I guess only time can tell. I I, I really don't know. It could yeah. be a toss up. Because yeah. I really like the theater experience of like visually. I don't like ever going there, but I like <laughs> the big screen. I like the big wobbles and things no. you get from the audios. It's so true, man. Like being able to experience something. And the theater is so different. Like all of a sudden some movies become scarier. Some movies become more immersive. Some like somehow yeah. the, the CGI looks better. Already, and you know, it just, it's just way better to see it in theaters, but I don't know. Some people, I think some people out like would prefer to watch things at home than to go to a theater. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's like, you don't have to like rely on anything. You just show it whenever you want to. Yeah, and it's it's just a lot more accessible that way. It's it's, and it's overall cheaper, and you get more. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
But I think like, it's it's a lot. It's comfort is a huge commodity that people want to pay for. Like in the movie theaters, you can't talk out loud with your friends. You can't like make your own food, and you can't like, oh, I want wings, and I wanted my friends to come over, and I want to drink whiskey, and. I got a I got a business plan for you. Yeah, tell me everything you just described, but in a movie theater. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we'd have to we'd have to charge a huge premium, right? And then no one's gonna want to come because they're gonna be like, "Oh, that theater that costs sixty bucks a ticket? Fuck no!" You know? I don't know, man. I've seen things, <laughs> dog. You've seen <laughs> the numbers are running through your head, and it's incredible what people spend their money on. <laughs> It's true. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully shit works out. Cause I would love to It's gonna be like a better experience, I think, for people to like go back to like the numbers they were before. True. True, true, know. true. It's yeah. gonna be a lot smaller though. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I do think so. Like supposedly the that uh Christopher Nolan movie is gonna like revitalize the theaters but i don't think if, so yeah i was gonna, like if this stuff isn't over by then then that movie's also gonna have to come on demand like there's no way that yeah so. i think only like christopher nolan fans will will say that <laughs> look i'm not a fucking christopher nolan fan don't you put me in that category <laughs> <laughs> i i do like his work i don't know much of his I work do i don't know who he i don't know him as a like I've never looked into like any director's life. I just like look at their work. I guess oh. that's with anyone. I don't really look into any like celebrities' life either. I just look at their work. So that wait, some, sometimes yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go watch this new like, I don't know, was a like this Kevin Spacey movie, and they're like, oh, did you not know that oh, Kevin Spacey? No. And I'm like, oh fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh shit, yeah, man. It's like saying, oh, man, I love a clockwork orange. But then you find out that he's like a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it explains a lot, but. (laughs) Uh, So. But have you been doing anything like I've been taking up? I've been rekindling old hobbies. Have you been finding yourself doing the same or are you just still busy as ever just doing your work? I never gave up. Damn, you never gave up a hobby you loved. Yeah, like I was, I was reworking a, a, a um, not really a composite. What is it? Like a plastic mold, a mold to like you drape plastic over so you get the shape. Yeah. And like I was waiting for this to dry, so then I um I, one hundred percent of Ace Combat Zero. Just to pass <laughs> Damn. The time. Yeah. Just, I just no biggie. Um, no, just one hundred percent of the game. No big, no biggie. I'm still on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on everything I ever was on. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I, I find myself, I used to be a huge chess fan. Uh, I just oh, really love chess. You played chess. that thing on the internet and you got beat. Sh- shut up. Shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> stop. Don't talk about it. It's a bad time. <laughs> you got destroyed. Stop. 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 <laughs> Look, it's a computer, okay? Stop. Like on, man. ahead of you. <laughs> it's so true. But I used to be really into chess like i don't know why i got into it to me it was just really intriguing me and my brother both just like played the shit out of it and i got like a little bit more into it i i i started like having i started watching it competitively and then 
I started like delving into openings and um, end game strategies. And for some reason, I just kind of like dropped it. I was just like, fuck it, I'm done. But for some reason, I don't know why, I just got the chest bug again and I'm back in it, baby. I am back you, in the chest. Do you I, see the numbers every time? I, I see the numbers. I'm like, the horsey moves in an L. <laughs> This little triangle thing, I think, can go diagonal. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, I'm over here. I'm like watching fucking all the competitive shit. And I'm watching like the top ones. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like crunching the numbers. I'm like, come on. Here I go. You do this with Dragon Ball. You do this with chess. (laughs) You just watch how other people do it and just absorb it. I I just, I love to just watch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think so i do i i love to just like watch the like the great people play and then i'm just like hmm, that worked for him <laughs> you know and i'm like if that oh worked for God. him that'll definitely work for me and then i'll adapt it but the thing is like i'll learn like the it's like i'll learn like their the um their tactic but like strategy is something they developed over years and years of playing so i'll be like i'll, I'll move my uh queen to g4 and then they'll do something i didn't expect i'm like wait a second you can do that (laughs) (laughs) you saw right through me what (laughs) but i i sweating (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but i'm over here like looking at like really expensive chessboards for no reason i'm just like salivating i'm like oh fuck man that timer though you know, that's that's the would, standard timer you know that's that's it's <laughs> always like that when you're getting into something you're always like looking at like the shiny pieces like <laughs> like what's the most expensive thing of this hobby thingy it's so true but and it's like it doesn't change anything <laughs> <laughs> like you have less money now yeah. you know what's a, i i found to be like Chess has so much money behind it. Like, there's so much money in chess. Like, what? Yeah, that's like I think I that's the thing. That, I have no idea. I think that's the thing that like surprises a lot of people because chess, <laughs> like, chess sounds like a very. It is like one of those things. Like, oh, the nerd kid plays chess. Whatever, fuck that kid. Uh, us jocks, oh, hey. us jocks hey, with our big glass. cocks are fucking playing. I have a glass chess piece thingies. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you're well, you're stuck. Steward. You're stuck with me in that corner over there, hiding behind the tree while the jocks. What are you talking about? I was never with you. <laughs> well, the jocks are playing fucking tetherball, you know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you're a fucking jock, man. And I was over there fucking talking about my horsey and shit. Uh the little castle. The little uh, the little castle moves up. The pond. That's my favorite piece. I like the, the castle. Rooks. I love the rooks. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh No, I don't want to get into it. I, I don't like get into it. I'm a, I was talking strategy, but no, I, I um they can go anywhere but only in a straight line. <laughs> it's my life right there, baby. I like it. <laughs> I can go straight anywhere, but <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants Every to be a queen, day. but most people just end up being like a fucking knight, you know, that little horsey just going, oh, yeah. going little L's misguided, trying to find the best, you know, path for them only to be taken by a queen. So sad. Rip. Do you, 
when you play like against somebody, <laughs> it's a tragic story. Whenever, <laughs> whenever you, you like played against somebody and they like immediately brought out the night, did you get panicky a little bit? Uh like, no. oh shit, they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. To me, to me, like that's that like see if we're gonna talk about openings, you know, you gotta you gotta it depends what their second move is. Like okay, I can't I can't get into it. I can't I'm gonna be here forever, I, but the, the, I always like to do the pawn thingy where they move two place two places just to block off their pawns. <laughs> there's a, there's some openings, like cause all you like all you can study really in chess is openings and then uh, end game stuff because everything else is just like really much pretty like based on you strategy, intuition, whatever. Right. Because pre- so after like the problem. four moves, after like the first four moves, it just becomes like a free for all. Like there, there is no, <laughs> like this is why computers are so good. Cause the first four. Yeah, Dude, like, my first move is a free for all. <laughs> like the first, the first four moves can t- can be calculated. Like you can you can study the first four moves, but as soon as like the fifth and sixth move comes in, like the possibilities go from like one like oh this this opening is like the possibilities of him doing this is like one to whatever like one to like five hundred chance one to like twenty thousand chance. And as soon as like that fifth or sixth move is made, it's like one to like three billion chance that he's gonna do the this move, and you're just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so that's, th- why, that, that's why you gotta know the opponent because yeah. it's that if it's just like a blank slate, but you gotta think about what your opponent was gonna do. Exactly. You gotta get in their head. That's why you gotta gotta block them off with the pawns. You gotta say, hey, you little bitch. I know you want. I know what you're gonna fucking do, huh? Yeah. yeah. You want? Yeah, yeah, you would move that fucking rook, huh? <laughs> Pussy, make them second guess their life. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I was saying that like a lot of people are surprised how much money is in chess. Like, like um, uh, you know, when you think of like competition in sports, like I think the most common, I mean, like the uh, the sport you can equate chess to would be more like more so tennis because it's like a one on one. It's like strategy against strategy. Um, and tennis has a lot of money behind it too. And it's a very like fancy, eloquent, eloquent, elegant sport. Eloquent. Uh, eloquent, ele- elephant sport. Um, and there's a lot of money behind uh, tennis. You'll, you'll, you'll see like small tournaments for like 150,000, 250,000. Oh, so like, you have like, like prize money? Yeah, and then like you have grand slams that are like one million, three, three million oh, here and there like that. And then in chess, you have like those competitions that are like, oh hey, this is a competition, and the prize is three hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, and it just it did is. You look at that. Huh? Did you see that somewhere? Go. Hmm. Yeah, like I just I just saw like, and it wasn't just like the big tournaments. It's kind of common to see like, uh chess competitions go for like 250,000, 350,000 as the prize. And you're like, fuck me. Like, and then you look at like the salary of like these people and you look at like, uh, my favorite player is the number one. His name is Magnus Carlson. He's, he's pretty talented. Oh God, shut the, shut, I'm you a, have a chess player. <laughs> shut up, man. 
Shut up, man. No, okay, no, why is Okay, but if I if I said LeBron James, you wouldn't bat an eye, would you? Would you? No, no, no. Why? Because why? 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 I still call you a nerd though. That's true. I wouldn't bat an eye because because I'm calling you a nerd. Would you call me a nerd if I if I talk like this? All the time. You nerd. Would you call me a nerd? If I talk like this. All right, so so back on track. <laughs> <laughs> so you just like you're just like watching chess tournaments and you're like, I like that guy. Or did you just go like he's the best, I like him? No, okay, so I used to when I did what? Oh. So I think like when anyone gets into chess, it it was because either two things. They just like played it as a kid and they really got into it. They really liked just the game itself or two they watched a movie called searching for bobby fisher um and a lot of the times people no i i like the first one i just ended up playing it but then i found out about this movie and a lot of times people say like bobby fisher is their favorite player and they watch they end up watching a lot of his old stuff and there was like a big deal um kind of his accomplishments and stuff like that and then uh, you start watching tournaments and you start looking out for yeah like the I the top 10 players and you like then you see who, who they face and their strategies and stuff and I really don't like um like in any sport I do not like the the cocky the cocky guy some people they really gravitate towards like the guy who's like yeah I'm the fucking shit bro um <laughs> and then no 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 I'm saying in just nor in every in everyday sport like the guy who's like oh, I know I know but in chess there's like a cocky guy who's like oh yeah I'm good. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of a cocky. There's there's a lot of cocky. Like uh I think when you get into like um rich rich sports, speaking of like tennis and chess more specifically and Well, I, mean, um, I guess when there's 350 grand on the line. Yeah, it's like a lot of the time you encounter some people and you know, it's like chess is one of those one it's like when it's one on one, you can really be like, "Oh, I'm just better than you." Like I'm good. I'm better than you. I'm going to beat you, and that's it. Like that's that's what that's what's gonna happen. Uh, and chess is kind of like that, where you get a lot of people that are like, "Oh yeah, I'm just better than this guy. I'm just gonna destroy this guy. No biggie." But I I was just watching and I stumbled on Magnus Carlson, um, and he was just like playing chess online and he was just kind of like analyzing stuff. I didn't know he was the number one. He was just kind of just like speaking through his process of like what he was doing. And I was like, oh, this guy's just like a really quiet, humble dude. Um, and then I watched him in competition and I was like, oh, that competition that I just watched him in, that was him becoming number one. Yeah. And ever since then, I just, I just followed, I mean, I've just been following him around and there's other players that I really like. Um, but uh, to me, I find him to be the most, like, a big thing in chess also is, like, as you said before, like, the computer is is really good. The computer beats everyone, you know? So what some people do but is... a computer versus a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what they do. They, like, they, they put computers, like, what a lot of chess people do is they'll try to put a computer against a computer or a computer against them, um, and they'll just make it run games, like infinite games until whatever and then they'll just try to memorize the best moves so that oh way God. yeah so that way they just recite 
the best moves from a computer. So that way, when you face someone, it's just like, oh, the computer yeah, told me to do this. It, it, it kind of is not fair because you're not really playing. You're kind of just reciting exactly. what you memorize. And I mean, you can say that with like learning openings, that's kind of like the same way. But when you're trying to like break chess down to more of a memorization than it is like memorization and strategy, then um, I don't know. I think it is a little bit unfair. Uh, but a lot of people like to do that. And uh, like the top people, some of them really like to do that. Um, but I find that at least what I've been watching so far, Magnus Carlson, he is all about like, I just, I play and I just do what my gut tells me to do. And that's it. And See, I like that. yeah, I like that. So he's my man. He is my man. And I've been playing Sweet. chess and I've been getting creamed. De fucking destroyed no <laughs> mercy completely like i have <laughs> and like one thing in chess is like uh you can draw or you can like like if you're if you're gonna lose um like uh, without without getting to the rules too much like there's three outcomes win <laughs> lose i mean four outcomes win lose draw or you can resign and the amount of times I have resigned. <laughs> oh it's been God. too much. Because it's like, it, it, chess is so frustrating sometimes because, uh, like, I find it in tennis, right? You can always make comebacks. And you can, you can in chess too. But it's really, really tough because as soon as you fuck up one time, that's it. You might as well just be like, I fucked up. I lost. Like, there, I can't do anything. I, I made a shitty move. So that sometimes when you make a shitty move, you're just like, yeah, have it. I'm done. I can't do this. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here while I watch you take me apart. Because they'll, <laughs> you'll just you'll fuck up one time, and then all of a sudden you'll just like it'll just you just see them just wreck your shit. Just like take a pawn, take a queen, take a knight, and you're like fuck, fuck man. I could never. And, and you're like pleading, could, and you're like please. I could never take chess that seriously. Yeah. And you're just trying to win on time. You're trying to run them down. You're like, come on, please. Come on. Oh I want to win. I want to win. Give me a draw. That's too much for me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's also why I How like, I like a lot of like one-on-one -on -one <laughs> sports. When that happens. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think chess like, is. I got to swallow this pill now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I should. Uh, really though, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but oh I, I i think that's why i like a lot of one-on-one -on -one sports i love tennis i love like boxing and a lot of mma and i, I just love one-on-one -on -one sports because it is like I, I still love like basketball and all that stuff it's just it's just really entertaining and stuff but i i really gravitate towards one-on-one -on -one because it's just like you against them your raw skill set against their raw skill set and that's it and like you can have off days, you can have on days, whatever. Like, but it is just you versus the person sitting across from you, and that's it. In tennis, it's you against the other person, and you cannot blame it on anyone else. You can. It is just you are responsible for if you win, if you lose, or if you draw. You know, that's it. And I really, really like that. I've been. Uh, my name is Jesus, and this has been my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like that. <laughs> what do you, if you had a TED talk, what do you think you'd do it on? Oh shit! Um, 
Oh, you put me on the spot here. Um, 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 the perfect way of how to fold a towel and how oh. it's very symbolic and spiritual. Damn, I feel that, man. I feel that I on some other shit. 30 minutes of time or something like that. <laughs> you think you could do it? 30 minutes of my way through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm going to have way too many people that are way too into it. <laughs> Damn, you would probably get like a big following on like, you would probably have to like, sign a bunch of like instead of like signing autographs you'd sign like towels and shit look oh my you, God, dude. can you sign my beach towel and you'd be like yeah no problem and someone would come with like a hand towel and you're like what, this, what the fuck is this i'm not signing this hand towel no every <laughs> towel is equal yeah right come on you can you can say the truth <laughs> not every towel not not every towel can be good oh my god what about a face towel as good as uh like a hand towel yeah. I don't know about like, that. Man, like, like, it's not the size of the towel. It's how good you use it. About the motion of the ocean. What? Uh huh. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not about the. It's not about the towel you use. It's about the towel you. Never mind. We'll workshop this later. It's all right. <laughs> Right. I'm not quick on my feet. All right, I can't. This is why Tony's. He's not here, but it's why it's why Tony's here. Blame other people. This is this <laughs> is a one on one That's probably my TED talk. How to people? how to scapegoat problems. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you just never admit it. You push it on. First, you you push it on the person that blamed you. All right, then you then you go to minorities. Guys, oh my God. <laughs> liberal media. <laughs> Whoa, hey. <laughs> real for this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? No, I would probably do a TED talk on like um uh believing yourself and uh um learning oh, how on. to learning how to be a good person for once in your no, life. No, no you wouldn't. <laughs> I'd probably do a TED talk on like how to um uh, I don't know really what would I do a TED talk on? Uh probably um, uh, and how to play it. I could I could definitely do that. Like the importance of like uh what fighting games teach you about yourself. That's that's oh, yeah. that's what I'd be called. I would love to do it. I if I if I was more informed, I would love to do a TED talk on um Do you watch those? TED Talks? No. Uh yeah, the last TED Talk I, I watched. I used to, I used to too. Like but in school they played them a lot and I was like, oh these are cool. Uh, I have, I don't like search them out. So maybe sometimes I'll see one and I'll be like, Oh, interesting. Um, I think but, it's been like five years since I've watched one. Yeah. The last one I watched was really old. I last one I watched was a David Blaine one. I've been talking about like, uh, what magic what, uh, meant to him. It was really nice. That was a good one. What's that? What's that one where, uh, you have like no credentials. You just get up on stage. <laughs> the TEDx talk. Yeah, I've never watched a single one of those. Yeah, I don't think I've watched it. Actually, that's not true. I've watched a TEDx talk. I forgot who it was. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know why it really is like, hey, you're not, you're not qualified enough to have a TED talk. Like, you don't have a big enough following. Your qualifications are there, but they're not like, you know, they don't, they don't meet what we, the criteria we have for TED talks. So here's a TEDx talk. Um. I would be offended if someone gave me a TEDx talk. I know, right? It's like kind of <laughs> patronizing. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want the big stage. 
I want people to know about my hand towel folding technique. <laughs> but <sighs> speaking of uh like technique. subpar Tec- technique and patronizing. That's the end of this podcast, guys. Oh, that's yes. the one. I hope you guys had a good time listening to this one. It's I know I had a good one. one. So I think they enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> 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 and, uh... Tyler, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us out? Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah, thanks for watching, listening. Uh, share with your friends or whatever. Uh, sorry, Tony, that was a joke. Um, and follow us all on the Instagrams and the Twitters or whatever we have. What do we have, Jesus? Uh, we have the spicypinata.com. Where our Twitter? What's Go our to Twitter? The spicy pinata. Our, our Twitter is spicy pinata. God, that's confusing now. It's at spicy pinata on Twitter, the spicy pinata.com. Um, and that's it. Just follow we, us on, like us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, of course, and we're on iTunes. Um, and if I wasn't lazy, we'd be on Spotify, but I am lazy. So, um, oh. there's that, like, I haven't updated, like, if you go to the spice you're not, uh, you're just going to find our other stuff there. Like I don't update it frequently. I am a lazy man and to, to a fault. I do admit that that's probably my TED talk. That is de- uh, uh, learning to admit that you are wrong and not correcting it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thanks for, thanks for listening. <laughs> Did somebody say notes? Because the podcast is over. Catch on the flip. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>